And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor, always. Today is Wednesday, <clears throat> January 31st, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On January 31st, 1958, the United States entered the space age with its first successful launch of a satellite, Explorer 1. They launched it from Cape Canaveral. Today, in 1863, during the Civil War, the first South Carolina Volunteers, an all-black Union regiment, they com- were composed mostly of slaves, actually. They were mustered into federal service at Beaufort, South Carolina. Today, in 1865, the U.S. House of Representatives joined the Senate in passing the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution. It abolished slavery. They sent it to the states for ratification. The amendment was adopted in December of 1865. Today, in 1961, NASA launched HAM, the chimp, aboard a rocket from Cape Canaveral. HAM was recovered safely from the Atlantic Ocean following his 16-and-a-half-minute suborbital flight. He was doing just fine. Had a big smile on his face when they took him out of the capsule. Today, in, in the shrieking... PETA people um, eventually got over it. Today in 2012, Facebook announced plans to go public with a stock offering. Today, 2017, President Donald Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch, brilliant constitutionalist judge, to the U.S. Supreme Court. He was confirmed in April of 2017. And today in 2020, The United States declared a public health emergency over the new coronavirus. We were calling it, even the press was calling it, the Wuhan virus, because that's what they'd always done. They had always identified these viruses from the area they came from, the geographical area they came from, the Nile virus and so on. But, oh no, because it was China, they better not say Wuhan, and, of course, the press stood at attention, clicked their heels, gave a salute, and never said the word Wuhan again in relationship to the virus. Anyway, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, he signed an order to temporarily bar entry to foreign nationals other than immediate family members of U.S. citizens, meaning those who had traveled in China within the preceding 14 days. That turned out to be a very, very wise decision over the objections, of course, by the left. Yesterday we talked a little bit about the the department, uh, the the whole transgender movement and how it has infected the medical community. And I'm not going to review that. If you were with me yesterday, you heard it. If you didn't, you can check on our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can see... um, a part of what I talked about yesterday in an article there that I we wrote and published yesterday. And I would encourage you to take a look at that. It's very important because the medical community has been infected by this massive, massive move toward transgenderism, LGBTQ+, plus blah, blah, blah. I mean, we know about Target and all of that. But the medical community has caved to that, not because they're necessarily supportive of the movement, I, I'm, I mean, some are, obviously, but for the most part, they're not. But the money is the compelling reason 
that they're doing, major hospitals are doing, the largest children's hospital in America, in in Texas, is caught red-handed saying one thing to the public, that they're not going to be doing this anymore and then continuing to do it and so on. We talked about that at some length yesterday, and, and some people, it raised their eyebrows for sure. But a news report came out, a new story came out yesterday afternoon after we were off the air. We're on, as you know, every day at we originate at 9 a.m. live uh, on the ACN stations, and we're on other stations a little bit later in the day. It's delayed just slightly, but it's always the same day. But this uh, news story came out. It says a Department of Fed- uh, Veterans Affairs facility in Seattle has requested more than $600,000 for the Uh, or they did request in the fiscal year 2023 to build and staff a surgical facility for performing gender transition surgeries. Um, The Daily Caller came out with this yesterday afternoon. The facility has offered hormone therapy, minor surgeries, they they said hair removal, other treatments for quite some time, but this is an effort to expand the procedures that are geared toward an estimated 12,500 nationwide veterans who have been diagnosed. (laughs) They don't have a problem. They've just been diagnosed. Facility has offered hormone therapy and these other things for quite some time, but now they're wanting to dive in the deep end. As I said, these 12,500 veterans nationwide Doctors complicit, they're now diagnosing them as needing all of these surgeries and one thing or another. The documents in the email show that the VA Medical Center at Puget Sound also estimated to incur expenses of, of about $642,562 in this year just completed, 2023. But in just a couple of more years, they need $1.5 million for this VA outrage, we're just talking about veterans now. This isn't the general public. For all of these surgeries that they're doing, and they want to build, uh, their proposal is to build a healthcare system and to fund and to establish a genital surgery center. Well, <laughs> this never stops. Sin is that way. Corruption, ignorance, spiritual ignorance. It just keeps eating away at an individual, at a culture, until Jesus Christ transforms a life and or a culture. The Veterans Affairs Puget Sound applied for this Veterans Health Administration National Surgery Office they said the money is to contract with surgeons, purchase equipment, and hire nurses and staff for this so-called, get this, comprehensive gender-affirming surgical center. That's what the documents show. These documents were hard to get. The Daily Caller worked on it for quite some time, according to what they said in their article. It's amazing what links our government and others are hospitals and medical system, as we talked about yesterday, will go 
to hide what they're really doing. But it is becoming an enormous cash cow. And that's a part of what's driving it. That is perhaps the saddest part of it all, looking at it from the medical perspective. It's really, really sad that we have allowed ourselves to get into this position. Do these people need help? Of course they do. They may need, I'm not big on psychiatrists or psychologists, I'll just be honest with you. As a pastor, we we had a counseling center and a, a, a psychologist, a doctor, whom I knew well and knew where he was coming from on the issues and biblically. But I have always gone a little slow with this. I've seen a lot of casualties, uh, a lot of casualties, who went for help to a psychologist and they were led led astray, basically, even Christian psychologists. I'm not saying all, I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying a lifetime of ministry, pastoral ministry and youth pastor and all this, I, I just, I approach that slowly. And I, I won't say more than that, but it, it was I, I've seen more failures than successes. And I know Jim Dobson and these guys are great, but there's swarms of people out there preying on the Christian community under the guise of being part of the Christian community. We have to be very, very careful with that. If you're having marital problems, be sure you know where the person, if you go for counseling, be sure you know where they're coming from. Your church is a great place to start, I can tell you. Anyway, these people are diagnosing and and all of this. But the point is, these people with dysphoria, gender dysphoria and so on, they do need help. But they don't need this kind of help. They don't need to have their bodies mutilated, whether they're veterans or kindergartners. And both are lining up to get mutilated. And these people are making millions. In fact, I mentioned yesterday, Fortune estimates that it's a $200 billion industry. And it's going on quietly in the back streets as parents probably go in debt sometimes to get their kid a surgery because they love their child. That's how sad that is. Anyway, I wanted you to know about that. I want to talk to you a little bit today about immigration. An elected official serving as a representative in our U.S. Congress tells her audience, it, uh, it was videoed, she's a Somalian first, a Muslim second, and no, American wasn't even mentioned. And she's a congresswoman. She says her primary job in Congress is to, I'm quoting her, protect Somali interests. She personifies the real immigration problem that we have in America today. It's not just that the wire fence is down. That is important. I'm all for the fence. I believe that it's biblical to have borders. I saw it's kind of a cartoon. It's a it's a joke. I, I don't even remember where I saw it. I went through a lot of news this morning, but I saw this. And there's a picture of a, looks like a, a National Guard person or something stringing wire along the border. And then there's another picture. It shows the, the U.S. Capitol in the background. And there's a fence there. And it has that wire, you know, that ringed barbed wire that they put up. 
it has that along this fence with our capital behind of it behind it and and the and there's a text over these two pictures that are side by side it says the government that sued texas to halt protecting the border by recommending by removing the fences and razor wire is the same government that erected seven foot fences with razor wire around the capital to protect them from u.s citizens very true there's a video clip of this Democrat, Republican, representative, not a Republican, Elon Omar. You know who she is. She's talking to a group of Somalians about her allegiances and her priorities as a U.S. congresswoman. What Omar says is very instructive. It's not just about her general worldview, but mostly and more importantly, about how backward and destructive our immigration system really is and how people in elected office in Congress are taking advantage of us sitting down and watching millions of people come across the border. And now Joe Biden was strutting around yesterday saying, I can fix this in a minute. What has he been doing the last three years while over six million undocumented, unknown illegals have crossed our border? Who are they? How many of them are terrorists? It doesn't take many. That's where we are today. And then you've got this congresswoman giving this speech this past weekend, talking about how that her interests, the reason she's in Congress is to protect the interests of Somalia. I haven't worked in Somalia in ministry, but I've been in Kenya and, and right around the border, which has a common border there. There's this ongoing dispute over borders. And I mean, that's what she's referring to. And I've talked with with Kenyans who live right along the border there and they've talked about it and you know it's been back and forth it's been going on for a long time and that's what she's referring to here she's telling these Somalians that she is elected to Congress to get back some of the land that Kenya stole and and a couple of other countries close by from the Somalias Somalia is a hotbed of terrorism I don't know if that bothers you but it bothers me a lot what is she doing in Congress? Well, the people elected her. Yeah, they did. There's several cities, major cities, I think about three of them in the United States, that are heavily uh, populated by Muslims from Somalia. Seattle is one of them. The other is, I don't know, Minneapolis, I think. And, and there's another city, I can't remember which one it is now, but there's heavy population. Well, she has has kind of sold herself out to that particular group to get into Congress. And that's the problem that we have. So she has a view for her own country, not this country, and a view for a certain ethnic group of people, not America. And that's what happens when people come to America without any commitment, and they come into our country just across the border. I mean, Joe Biden is standing there like, our border is closed, you know, Come, the door is open right here. I mean, welcome. That sounds compassionate. It sounds like the right thing to do, but it's the wrong thing to do because in the process of destroying a country that God has blessed, we are the most free, the most blessed, the most prosperous, the most generous country in the history of the world. And they're destroying it brick by brick. 
They're deconstructing America. And then you've got this woman running around telling these people that she's in Congress to take care of them. It gets worse. John Davidson was writing a very insightful article uh, yesterday. He said she tells them she's a Somalian first and a Muslim second. She doesn't even mention the United States or her citizenship here. He said she promises to use her power and influence in Congress to protect her nation's interests. Speaking in Somalia, Omar tells the cheering crowd that her top priority, these are quotes, is to expand Somalia's territory. Somalia's one day will go after our missing territories, she said, as part of her speech. As I said, she's talking about Kenya and I think Ethiopia and there's one other country involved in that. She brags that the U.S. government will only do what Somalia, again, this is a quote. The U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They do not want, they do, they do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders, and that's how we will safeguard the interests of Somalia. We Somalians must have the confidence in ourselves that we call the shots in the U.S. Does this sound like someone who should be a so-called public servant in the United States Congress? First of all, what came to my mind was you can't serve two masters, but she's not even trying to do that. Jesus said, quote, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. But she's not even doing that. She's taking advantage of all of the blessings of America while isolating herself from America, speaking against America and saying she's not even an American by the omission of that in her speech. She's a Muslim and she's Somalian. Yeah, that's a big deal. But there's no mention that she's an American and she serves in Congress. Davidson said Omar herself is, of course, an anti-Semite and a radical leftist. Her remarks are only important because they illustrate how her presence in the United States is a searing indictment of our entire immigration system and much of our foreign policy over the last 40 years. He said we should never have allowed people like her into our country. This is Davidson writing in his article yesterday. We should never have allowed people like her into our country. And by people like her, he said, I don't have it race in mind. He said, I mean people whose national allegiances lie with their lands and other people, whose priorities in the way of life are incompatible with American republicanism and our national character. That's so true. Have you ever read or looked at the naturalization oath of allegiance to the United States of America that Incoming migrants, legal, legally incoming migrants are supposed to say and do as far as I know. Here's the oath. I'll I'll give you a part of it. This is a quote. This is what legal aliens coming into the country say. I hereby declare an oath that I absolutely and entirely renounce and abjure all allegiance and fidelity to any foreign prince, potentate, state, or sovereignty of whom or which I have heretofore been a subject or citizen, 
that I will support and defend the Constitution and laws of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will bear arms on behalf of the United States when required by the law, that I will perform non-combatant service in the armed forces of the United States when required by law, that I will perform work of national importance under civilian direction when required by the law. And I will take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or, of, or purpose of evasion. So help me God. Now I would add to that the God that they're talking about in this oath is not Muhammad or Buddha. It's the God of the Bible. Psalm 99, verses 1, 2, and 3 says, The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble. He setteth between the cherubims, let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. So help me God. That's the God that they're supposed to be saying this to and making these promises to the God that guided our founding fathers to create such a nation that had never existed before nor since. We are an exceptional nation. And these people are deconstructing this nation day by day, policy by policy, and then electing these kinds of people to Congress. Cory Bush is also a part of that, what is called the squad. You hear that word all the time. Cory Bush is a member of that uh, that squad. Yesterday we found out that apparently she's been, um, she's reportedly under investigation by the Department of Justice for allegedly misusing government funds meant for private security. The Punchbowl News is reporting this, but they're giving a bunch of other sources, and I haven't had time to verify this, but it, it, I think it's true, and it'll come out in the in the in the news today or probably tomorrow, at least. But on Monday, the Justice Department subpoenaed the House Sergeant of Arms uh, for records related to the misuse of federal security money, and it, all of these guys, including Omar and all of them, they have a budget for their personal security, so they. They kind of use that budget, I think, for a slush fund sometimes. But anyway, this Cory Bush, who's part of this squad in Congress, who are, you know, in Congress but not of Congress, or in the United States but not of the United States. So anyway, on Monday, the Justice Department subpoenaed the House Sergeant at Arms and and said that there had been misuse. Well, most people are saying it's her because the people in the Congress, the the normal citizens that serve there um, are saying that she has been paying a guy that she's ended up marrying. Now this Courtney merits been paying him for private security. And it, and then she married the guy and they were apparently together, living together, whatever. And she, and she is continuing to pay him now as her husband for her security. And that isn't the way that's supposed to work. There's always something I'm not suggesting that everybody in Congress is corrupt. They're not. 
There are some wonderful people in Congress. They do what is right to the best of their ability. And we should thank God for them and vote for them every time we have a chance or think of them. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's hated by the left. She said yesterday, she said, terrorist sympathizer Elon Omar, in her own words, Somalia first, Muslim second, she never mentions America. She said she flaunts using her position as a congresswoman to protect Somalia's border while our border is invaded by millions of illegals who are a danger to America. She went on to say these people hate America and they're so emboldened by the Democrats' disdain for our country, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. That is very, very true. They're not. They don't think they have to hide it. They just go out and say what they want to say. There's no consequences. There's no consequences on any part of the culture, the way it's being run and led today. It isn't being led, but the policies that are put in place. This nation was founded on the belief that God, not government, gives rights to people. The more we push God to the margins of this nation, the more we lose the freedoms that people are crossing the border, swimming the river, climbing through barbed wire, trying to come here illegally. If this nation is so great, why do they come in here and immediately begin to attack it, to try to ruin it, to destroy it? Yesterday afternoon, Republican members of Congress began calling for Omar's resignation over her comments. There are good people in Congress. Thank God. Sean Davis, a colleague of Davidson's, he posted on X. He said, America is for Americans. Being American is more than checking a box on a government form. It means learning and speaking our language, appreciating our culture and history, obeying our laws, embodying our work ethic, and preserving the traditions and attitudes that once made this the most prosperous, powerful, and free nation on earth. He said, if you're not down with that, you're not an American, and you don't need to be here. Our border is descending into mayhem. Texas and other states, they face off with Biden administration out of, out of control, illegal immigration. Senate GOP leadership pushes a bill, but nothing really gets done because we don't have leadership at the top. In fact, it goes to the heart of why we would debate border policy at all. Democrats today don't really believe in borders, and they denounce all the immigration restrictions as racist because they reject the notion that America should be for Americans and that government policy should prioritize American citizens and their prosperity. That's the problem in America today. That isn't biblical, and it isn't right. It isn't even common sense. These people are idiots. They don't have a grasp on truth, because truth is relative. Thomas Sowell once said, he said, the illusion that you could take a large numbers of people from a fundamentally different culture without jeopardizing your own culture and everything that depends on it should have been dispelled by many counterproductive social consequences in Europe, even aside from the fatal dangers of terrorists. Thomas Sowell, a wise, wise man. Now look at America, and we can understand where we're headed. We need to turn it around, and I believe we can, at the ballot and through the Bible. We need a spiritual renewal. 
We need a political renewal in that order. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow.